Welcome to Happy to Be Here, your mental health starter kit podcast. I can't wait to introduce you to Felicia Jackson, the founder and CEO of CPR Wrap. I found her product a few months ago and have been sharing it with people ever since. Felicia Jackson is going to walk us through how CPR can save lives, what inspired her to start CPR Wrap, and how easy it is to use. I'm Vivian. This is Happy to Be Here, and here's my conversation with Felicia. I am so excited to be on this episode of Happy to Be Here. I literally got up after we had already started to make sure I had picked up my CPR kit so that I can show it on the video. Um, I've been wanting, since I found you on TikTok, I think is where I first came across your product and your work, Felicia. I've been just so excited to have you on the podcast because it's obviously a mental health podcast, but so much of that also comes with preparedness and things that you can do ahead of time. And as someone who is pretty anxious around health things. Um, <laughs> it's just such a comfort to have this in like our kitchen sink and feel like there's something that prepare us to. So as if for anyone who's actually just listening to the podcast and not watching it, they're not seeing the CPR rap bib that you created. Um, but I would love for you to walk them through your product, your business and who you are, Felicia. Thank you so much. Thank you. First of all, for having me, Vivian. Um, yes. First of all, I am a mother um, a caring caregiver and the inventor of a medical product called CPR wrap. Uh, what CPR wrap is, it is a all-in-one disposable CPR template that allows any non-medical person to provide quick, effective CPR exactly when you need it. Um, I like to tell people you don't need to be CPR certified to use it. Although we do educate people to become CPR certified, you don't have to be certified to use it because what we want, we want people to react immediately. We don't want you to be scared, even though it's a very scary, uh, scary event. Um, and it's, I'll explain it to you. It comes in a little package. Um, I have one here for the kid. The package <laughs> fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, mm -hmm. When you tear it out of the package, it's an all-in-one template, has a one-way valve mouth barrier attached to it that uh, prevents fluid contamination. It has visual cues that tells you exactly where to place your hand for compression. It has the steps to CPR written on the template. Uh, we made these in English and Spanish. So when you get one, it, that's standard. Uh, both languages come on the product because we want it to be all inclusive. Uh, we want everyone to be prepared and ready to perform CPR. I love that you have it as well for like, I have the adult one in our home because we don't have children, but I love that you have it in both an adult size and a child size. And I was actually going to purchase one because I have nephews who are quite small. So I was like, I want to have one just in, you never know. Um, but that's awesome to me. And when purchasing this one, I also started Googling, how do I give CPR to my dog? Because I love him so much. And I'm like, what does that look like? And so that's like a whole nother line for you if you're thinking about it. Because as a dog mom, I've been very scared of that. But what came, how did you come across this idea? And what inspired you to create something that I feel like is so easy? It's so small. It's so useful. And, and the price point is also really amazing. And I think the peace of mind is worth it. Right, right. So my story began several years ago. You know, I've always worked in the medical field, you know, worked in the emergency room, always want to take care of and so during that time, we were always CPR certified. It's two years now to become recertified in CPR. But back when I started, it was every, every year. And, you know, I have, I'm a mother, a loving mother of three amazing children. 
And when they were younger, uh, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Vivian, we were going on a drive um, somewhere. It was a beautiful day, my husband and our children. Uh, my son, who's the youngest, was two years old at the time. And we're driving, and I call myself a helicopter mom because I'm always looking back at my kids. So this one particular day, I was looking back at my children, and I noticed that my two-year-old was choking. I know I knew the signs oh, wow. of choking. He was trying to mm-hmm. cry. Nothing was coming out. So I screamed to my husband, Robert, pull over, pull over. We eventually made it to the side of the road. We both hopped out the car. He grabs the baby out of his car seat, hands him to me. Mm-hmm. I freak out. My medical mind went out the window. I'm a mom at this point, and I forget all of my training. And so he was slipping into unconsciousness. And so if you know CPR, as soon as someone is rendered unconscious, you initiate CPR, even if they're choking. And I could not remember. And my husband watched me shake my baby. Lord, help me, help me. He takes our baby out of my hands, saves his life. I was so upset with myself. I was distraught because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what if my husband were not there? Would I have snapped out of it? And, um, but, you know, I didn't stop there. You know, I went and I got recertified in CPR. That was the first thing I did. And I'm around peers in the medical field. And I just started thinking, what about people that don't know? What about the mm-hmm. millions of people that aren't certified? Um, what are they doing? And they're calling 911 and they're hoping that the paramedics get there in time. Mm-hmm. 400,000 people die every year in the U.S. alone because people are unafraid. I mean, they're afraid of performing CPR or they don't know how. And I knew I wanted to be a part of changing that disparity, changing those uh, statistics. Um, and that's how CPR rap was born. That's amazing. And I think it's something that a lot of people could probably relate to just a moment of feeling panic and not knowing what to do next. I, I was my, um, my grandmother raised me and I was one of her primary caretakers. And towards the end of her life, she started having seizures and we had never had anyone in the family who had seizures before. She was at that point, 80 something. And I remember calling 911 often, especially that first time. I mean, like, I mean, I don't, what do we do? Like, is she going to ask? Like, is, she looks like she's choking. What, how do I turn her? And there was so much within that that was so fear inducing. And honestly, I think it's why when I saw your product and I purchased it, I felt like this sense of like relief because I don't, I'm not CPR certified. It's something that now I am curious about and I want to do. Um, but just having the peace of mind of knowing like, being 21 and being really scared for my grandmother and not knowing what to do, being 30 now living with my boyfriend and wanting to feel like we are prepared for something in an event of anything was so like you, you give people calm. And I think I really enjoy that with the product. And like I said, the price point, I remind me again, it's $10. Yeah, nine ninety nine under under $10. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted it to be affordable. I mean, that was one of the, the things that I really wanted, you know, when making a product, I'm around a lot of medical minds. I'm around doctors, cardiologists, respiratory therapists. And they were, my mentors and advisors were saying, make this a $50 product, make this a $30 product. And I initially did, but I thought, no, you know, this, you know, the concept is so simple. I want it to be available and, and affordable for everyone, everyone, you know, not just for the elites or the people that have a lot of money. 
because everyone deserves a chance at life, no matter mm-hmm. what. And the lack of resources, Vivian, that are in the minority communities, um, the low oh income. Gosh, yes. Oh, my goodness. We're 30 black, Latina, low income. We're 30 percent less likely or 45 percent less likely to receive CPR than other communities. I can totally see that. I grew up, I'm Latina, and I grew up in a low-income neighborhood in New York City in Washington Heights. And my grandmother was a perfect example of my family feeling frozen and not knowing what to do in this medical situation. And I, I, I think, had the privilege of knowing, of being 21, having grown up in America, kind of understanding more of the system and like also the language barrier that was there when I called 911 that allowed for some some different communication, but I can totally see how difficult that would, how, how those statistics are real because the training isn't there. I love that it's in English and in Spanish because of that also is just facilitates so much for, especially like my family is, they know both languages, but are way more comfortable in Spanish when it comes to medical situations. Right, right. right. You just, you, you have to be purposeful, you know, when you do things like that. Uh, and this is me. It's not about selling the product. Yes, I have a for-profit company because I have to actually make a product. But we have a humanitarian side as well that supersedes any amount of cash that I want that that we bring in. You know, I want to make this happen. And so that's why we also reach out to nonprofits, government entities, you know, any type of partnerships we can. Hospitals, communities that want to have a social impact that want to give back to the community that needs it to get these products out there in the hands of people that need it. I get so many emails, so many messages every day of people telling me they've either either lost someone because they didn't react or um, they just want to be prepared. You know, you know, I want to create um, because we're reactive as people, you know, normally we don't do things until it happens to us. You know, I just want us to be, you know, be more prepared. You know, don't be mm-hmm. reactive to things. Just be prepared and be ready. I am like your biggest fan right now. So like I I do have this under our kitchen sink. And I'm just like, I told my boyfriend, it's right next to the fire extinguisher too. <laughs> and I'm like, this is where we go when there is an emergency. Right. And it just brings so much comfort. Tell me more about how you are building the company and what you've seen in terms of the reaction of people who, who have come across your product and loved it so much. Right, right. So, you know, being a startup in the startup world, um, you know, you're getting in front of a lot of investors and, you know, they want a 10x return. They want to see you go a certain way, um, which did not align with our humanitarian efforts. You mm-hmm. know, it was a social impact company in the, in the very beginning stages. And so we were going after um, these large entities that could buy mass um, amounts of this product, which is there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it because I feel like it gets it into the hands of people quicker. Right. Um, but I have a story, and CPR mm-hmm. rap was invented because of what happened to me, and that's relatable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so I started reaching out to people one on one, social media, all social media platforms, just telling my story, and it does it did something. It opened people's eyes. And that became how we were known. And word of mouth is amazing. It is amazing, especially if there's a cause behind behind it. A hundred percent. And so now not only are we reaching out to the people that need our products, 
via social, direct to consumer is what we call it. Uh, we're doing B2B where we're partnering with companies. National Safety um, Council is one big company that we just partnered with to get these out into the hands of everyone. They're like the American heart and the Red Cross. It shows just how much we want this information too, right? Like when I came across the product, I found it to be so helpful in a way that I didn't know I needed help, right? right? Like I didn't know that this was something that could even, that I felt like the only path towards understanding or having this resource in my back pocket was getting CPR certified. And having the ease of having like literally an instruction manual right on the bib feels so convenient. Um, and it makes for an easy way to also calm your mind. You know, this is a mental health podcast and I talk a lot about just like so much of your mental health isn't reactive. Exactly what you were talking about. It's how do I set myself up for success beforehand so that I feel comforted by whatever it is may make me anxious at some point, right? It doesn't mean you have to over-prepare, but something like this can just make someone feel so much safer in their own home. Exactly. And not just the um, everyday person. I mean, we have people that are out here like police officers that are out here every day to, to help us, you know, on everything like emergencies. But these are people just like we are, you know, they don't rarely perform CPR day to day, like someone in a hospital would, you know, I, I can, this actually brings me back to a time when I first invented CPR rap. I had not uh, debuted it or launched it at all. Uh, this was still in the very early concepts of it. And my children and I, we were going downtown to get some ice cream. And so we were work, walking by the water and I look over and I notice a family run out of the ice cream place, holding the baby. The baby was limp. And come to find out the baby was a febrile, had a high temp and had um, um, stopped breathing. So the people called 911, but the family was, I mean, they were so distraught. They didn't do anything like something mm -hmm. like I did. And they had this baby asking for help. No one was helping them. I saw them. I'm running across the street, going over there to do what I can do. But by the time I got there, the police did. They took the baby out the people's arms and did not start CPR. I saw the fear in this mm. police officer's eyes. It was palpable. Mm. And he laid the baby down, still didn't mm -hmm. initiate CPR, and just laid the baby on the ground and was just looking at the baby. Paramedics got there, took the baby and assessed them, took them, you know, and took them to the hospital. And I worked in the hospital. I found out that the baby did not make it. But those mm -hmm. precious times that that lapsed, you know, you have two minutes mm -hmm. to react. And, and it was like, wow, you know, something could have been done. Could this baby have been saved? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the baby could have been saved, but it goes to show you that you never know what you're going to do in a time of, of, of emergencies like that. And it's better to have these tools than not to have them. A thousand percent. Can you talk me through for someone who's listening for the first time and maybe has no idea what CPR actually is or how to go about it, what that process can look like or what even certification looks like around that? Right, right. So anyone has access to CPR. First, of course, CPR is cardiopulmonary resuscitation, Right. Um, and there's actually a few ways. There's a cardiac when your heart stops because of whatever reason. Uh, and you as a bystander or us as medical professionals, we want to initiate compression to actually push the blood to the places that need uh, the oxygenated blood. Um, and 
There's also something called, I like to put this in, called respiratory resuscitation. Because a lot of people say, you know, it's compression only. You don't need to do uh, rescue breathing. But you mm-hmm. still have an opioid epidemic here where people are overdosing. That's respiratory and that you need to do rescue breathing. Oh. Drownings, of course, you need to do rescue breathing. Mm-hmm. And children, because they're mostly respiratory um, emergencies that cause them to go into sudden cardiac arrest. Anyone can get CPR certified. Uh, you have your local places like the Red Cross or the American Heart that has facilities in every city that can do it. And now because of COVID, they actually do like a basic CPR one-on-one class virtually online. Right. I mean, you can do that because I mean, COVID is still out here. People are still hesitant. Um, But, you know, I'm glad we do have those options. And then you can take Mm -hmm. the longer uh, basic life-saving course. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like a four or eight hour course. And that actually costs money. Um, but I mean, some of these places would definitely work with you uh, to get that certification mm-hmm. if you choose that route. It's so cool too, because again, it just, the more you can add to your like safety toolkit, the better I think you feel in the day to day. And I'm sure that as you've been building out the company, you've seen how many people, like you said on social media, that's how I found you. How many people just connect to the mission that you're building out and the social entrepreneurship component of it too, right? Like this idea of closing the gap so that people in communities of color feel empowered to save each other's lives, but know that their life will also be saved in that moment too. Yeah, it's crazy. But it took, you know, and these are things, these are um, things that I've been trying to educate people on for, for since I started, which has been five years right. ago. But it took, an NFL player, DeMar Hamlin, going into sudden cardiac arrest in front of millions of people to wake people up and say, hey, this could happen to me. You know, something, like I said, we're reactive. We're trying to make you proactive, but people needed to see that. And once that happened, our phone started ringing off the hook. I mean, messages from everywhere. And it's like, wait, we need to do something about this. I hate that it happened, but I'm also glad that people actually got to see had a front row seat of seeing what sudden cardiac arrest can look like and the steps that you need to take um, to actually save a life. I saw that uptick in press as well and just having that conversation and having all these platforms where you're allowed to talk about the thing that you've been building out for years and show people what it actually looks like in practice, right? And how easy it is. I mean, when I put the I, I got the kit, the wrap, um, I want to say a couple weeks ago, and I made a video on Instagram that did so well. And people were like in my DMs, like, oh my gosh, I want this. And like all my friends who have kids were like, this is so great. I can't believe they also have a kid's version of this. And it just gives people peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. I always hear people, especially the medical uh, community. Why didn't I think of this? Or I thought of something like this, but you know, it's, it's crazy because I tell people that you have these ideas that could be life-changing ideas, but you have to execute on it. You know, I mean, it's going to take a little time to figure out, you know, the logistics of it all. But you have to keep moving forward, especially if there's a purpose to it. You know, shame mm-hmm. on me, Vivian, if I had this innovation and I just sat on it and I didn't just push it out into the world. Shame on me. You know, so I knew I had to and I still continue to. I don't think I'll ever stop, you know, talking about this. And it's funny. You said about the dog. We already have one called CPR canine. 
Do you? I have to get one oh, of those. My goodness. We haven't launched it yet. We're trying to figure out the, mm-hmm. the best way to launch it and the city to launch. We're going to make it a big deal because people love their dogs more than they love oh humans. My gosh. When I tell you that I have been trying to research and I got like a little app on my phone that's like the essentially like the Red Cross for dogs that gives you like all these tips on how to do it. But I'm like, but I that that's so anxiety inducing. I need like the version of this, but like for my Chauncey because I want to be prepared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did that when I made this, the human one because it was crazy. The amount of people were saying, "Do you have one for dogs? Do you have one for dogs?" It's yes. like, wait a minute, I have one for humans. What about <laughs> people? <laughs> they didn't want to hear that. I think the thing is too that people are—it's so much easier to find the information about how to do it right for people, right? This obviously makes it so much easier and closes that gap. Right. But I think ultimately too, like. It's so hard to figure out how to do it for a dog in a way that is effective. I'm always so afraid because he is a little dachshund and he chews everything and like he's just a a little spitball. And I'm always so scared that he's going to choke on something and I don't know what to do or that I'm going to need CPR or something like that. So I will be your first customer when it comes to that. All right. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to invite you to the launch party. This is going to be epic. Oh, please. Please do. I'll bring Chauncey too. It'll be like a demo. Like it'll just be great. great. As you're building out kind of the next steps and keeping your mission going, where do you see the company going? I love that this new product is aligned. What do you want people to know about what you're building out? Right, right. Um, I want people to know that there is help out there, uh, that CPR wrap will be readily available in every state around across the U.S. and in every country. Um, that's why I made it so simple. These, they can actually be translated into any language. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's, there's actually someone listening, you know, someone is listening to your, your fears. Um, and it's going to take all of us. I mean, the, the mission and the vision that I see for CPR rap is to empower every man, woman, and child to save a life and to be saved. Uh, there's Mm -hmm. so many, and I say unnecessary. And I mean it. There's so many unnecessary deaths out there because of fear. Never let fear be your driver, especially when it comes to life or death situations. And it's time to change it. You know, I'm not going to keep looking at those statistics and saying, oh, you know, I wish I could do something about it. We can do something about it today because it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter Mm -hmm. of when it's going to happen. And I want you to be prepared. Felicia, you are amazing, and I have enjoyed our conversation so much, and I am so excited that I get to introduce everyone on the podcast to what you're creating and who you are as a human being. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, so we take advantage of all social media platforms. Uh, We have our own e-commerce platform, which is CPRwrap.com, where we have an amazing Mm -hmm. video and a lot of information about the product. Um... Amazon.com, Walmart.com, uh, just anywhere. Mm-hmm. I tell people, Google me. <laughs> you will find it. <laughs> I love it. I'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes as well. I'm adding all of CPR Wrap's links and social handles to our show notes. Or like Felicia said, just Google her. This was such an amazing conversation and I hope it makes you feel a little bit more empowered in your own home. Don't forget to rate, review, or share. Happy to be here with a friend if you can. It makes such a difference to growing our community. I'll catch you next Thursday with a new conversation.